0: afternoon everyone welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live I'm your host Mr Boomstick XL and today ladies and gentlemen I get a chance to hang out with the one the only Miles Dompierre one of my favorite journalists obviously he is well represented at uh, Windows Central Gaming uh, he's definitely somebody that if you're not following you definitely got to follow but more importantly you gotta take the time to subscribe to Windows Central Gaming on YouTube and check out his week weekly show known as Xbox Chatterdays. Uh, he has had some absolutely astounding guests, and I happen to be one of those guests. Miles, how the heck are you, brother? Welcome back!
1: Boom! Oh, what is going on, my dude? It's been way too long. Stoked to be joining you. I know we've this has been in the works for a little bit. Uh life has been chaotic for me in the background had a big move to another state but settled in new studio is set up so I'm ready to rock I'm ready to hang out ready to talk about some video games and I appreciate you hyping me up there at the beginning you know making me sound a lot cooler than I actually am <laughs> but stoked to be with you my man on this fine Thursday morning
0: Yeah listen it's 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 great to have you here brother obviously uh like I said last week we had to cancel due to some very very heavy family stuff um and uh you know i just again i I had to say it at least once at the start of every show the outcry of support that i received from this amazing community and and it wasn't just xbox guys and gals it was the gaming community uh from everyone from just you know it just was so overwhelming that I literally could not answer everyone, but simply just click a heart and a retweet. Uh, I got over 1,100 responses, uh, which is unbelievable. And that's not even counting all the private messages uh, through text and, uh, of course, through emails that I got from people uh, wishing me condolences from my mom, who obviously passed last Wednesday. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to carry this forever, folks. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough enough to lose your mom, but to have the support that this community offered me and continues to offer me is nothing short of just awe inspiring in every sense of the word. I mean, uh, you know, it's, 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 I, it, I don't want to single any one particular, uh, uh, person out because I would feel, I feel, would feel miles that'd be unfair But I just want to say a thank you to everyone that took the time to wish me uh, condolences. It really did mean a lot. But listen, like I said at the beginning of every show, Miles, we're here to talk about games. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we got some hot button topics. And as we went live, Miles, we got word from GI.biz. And we're not talking about it now because this show is already being written. We're 84 on the scene, and it's time to talk about the topics that we have on tap. But tomorrow morning's Breakfast with Boom, my God, ladies and gentlemen, the CMA has done the ultimate boob move. I don't know what they're thinking, but the incompetence on display is not to be believed. Uh, It is being reported by GA.biz that the CMA – is reaching out to the gaming public in the EU and the UK for their opinions on the uh, the ABK deal. Holy matrimony. I cannot believe that they would take into account console war rhetoric to pass or block a $70 billion deal. We're going to be breaking all of that down and what I had to say directly to the CMA tomorrow morning. But today, Miles... Listen, you're, you're our resident horror guy. And speaking of resident, well, Resident Evil is going to be on full display today at 6 p.m. uh, e, um, um, ET. Uh, and that's coming away of Capcom. Uh, we know that they're going to be showing uh, some of the uh, additions to, of course, Resident Evil uh, 8 Gold, which is now going to give us a third-person mode, which I cannot wait because I'm all about the third-person mode. I th- I would actually I'm going to buy the DLC simply for it because man I I I think that for me again as great as Resident 7 was in first person Resident Evil 8 did not resonate with me as much as 7 did and I don't know if it was the first person I don't know if it was the story I w- I I, I got to be honest with you in in the last couple of releases Resident Evil 8 is at the bottom of my list in fact I have something to, to admit publicly right for you. And you're going to boo me miles.
1: Don't do I it. Nev- boom.
0: I never finished it. What? I never finished res. I got up to the point where Chris was fighting all those werewolves. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay. And I have to finish it. And it's kind of, for me, I, this is Again, this is, this is, this is walking on, uh, on, on thin ice here with you, uh, miles. I'm getting the sense, the sense I walked away with resident evil eight is what I walked away with halo 5 like i just finished it to finish it rather than being entrenched like i was with the recently uh halo infinite like i i could not stop playing i got 12 days in that game you know what i'm saying so uh, i walked away a bit disappointed i will get to it eventually but you know there's a lot of stuff coming out but so 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 my question to you as our resident horror dude who just loves and breathes uh everything horror what are you actually expecting uh from the uh the you know the show tonight at 6 p.m
1: so yeah they've give, given us some ideas of what we can expect obviously they're gonna be talking about resident Evil village gold edition which i gotta yes. say I, i've beat resident Evil village about eight times so Holy i think you and i are polar opposites in okay. that in that <laughs> camp but um i do agree that seven is a better game that being said we're going to see village i assume we're going to get a new trailer for the campaign because we've seen the mercenaries we, we know what to expect for the other extra content i think we'll get a new story trailer i think we're going to get a look at our reverse i assume i hope because they're quietly releasing that alongside the gold edition but yeah outside of the initial beta which was not received very well it's been yeah. radio silent no, nobody on earth has mentioned a word about our reverse so I have to imagine we'll get an update there and then they also told us they're going to be talking about Resident Evil 4 and we know highly anticipated remake that is coming in March of next year next year is just looking absolutely stacked for all sorts of horror remakes and and remasters and and new entries but that is considered the goat in a lot of people's eyes Resident Evil 4, is is put on this pedestal in the world of horror, and for good reason. For its time, it, it was-, was
0: a step up in a way for the series when it launched. Um, I mean, if you remember, and which which is bonkers to me, that launched as a, if I remember correctly, a GameCube exclusive. Let's
1: go, bait. Yeah, I, mean, I bought that on Wow, GameCube. talk yeah.
0: about. I mean, I I mean, listen, Resident Evil four for me, same as you, was one of those. Games that dev- that defined the uh, the change from the static, we're stuck at a camera angle here for the you know the master of unlocking to this semi open world where you could look around and and, and yeah. see the horror coming behind you.
1: It was it was magic, dude. But like you said, GameCube exclusive. Imagine how betrayed the loyal PlayStation <laughs> fans felt. When Resident Evil 4 launched as a GameCube exclusive. No, but in all seriousness, I assume we'll get a new trailer for that. And I am expecting demo information. Um, I'm expecting Resident Evil 4 to have a similar kind of rollout to Village where we get a series of demos leading up to it uh, to kind of build that hype, build that anticipation, and let players get their hands on this experience. Because we've already seen some gameplay. I'm sure we'll see some more. But what I want to know is, when can I get my hands on this? When can I yes. start playing? And I assume with all of the the Halloween buzz and the lead up into next year they're going to start talking about the demos and when people can play it uh, yeah. at the showcase as well.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean look, uh, we already know that uh, Sony has the marketing rights for RE4. That's not really so surprising at all. This, they they they've been snatching up marketing rights for some of the biggest games for years. Um and I would imagine that they're going to have the demo available first. I think they had the demo available first for Resident Evil 8, if I'm not mistaken. So I would imagine that that's going to follow suit. I, I don't care where I play it, I don't care if I play on a potato. As long as I can play the Resident Evil 4, and I, I would imagine that it, it's probably going to be the opening scene. Uh, they're going to give us probably maybe 10 or 15 minutes of that particular vi- village at, you know, part where we see the chainsaw guy in the potato sack for the first time. Uh, I don't care where I play it. Um, I'm definitely buying that game. I have uh, um, bought um, Resident Evil on both consoles, uh, all the way going back to 7. I bought 7 twice. I bought RE2 Remake twice. I bought RE Remake 3 twice. And I beat them all multiple times, both on a PlayStation and on an Xbox. That's how much of a fan I am.
1: Yeah, Um, there you go. There you um, go. I will be probably buying
0: um uh and and for multiple reasons like i know a lot of people don't like the dual sense Uh, i i really do like i i I know the sounds this might sound taboo as great as the elite controls are it's my favorite controller i i do like the haptic triggers i know it's it's a you know it's it's tricky when you talk to people people like haptic triggers feel like crap to me i hear you if that's the case for me i i kind of dig them so that's why i do buy it multiple uh, multiple um Uh, Consoles because the controller is, you know, much different. Um, I'm I'm wondering, Miles. um, You know, we're we're going to be talking about Silent Hill momentarily because yesterday was a smorgasbord of uh, Silent Hill uh, reveals, um, some of which that have me excited, some which I'm kind of scratching my head to be honest with you. Um, And we know that uh, the Silent Hill 2 remake is going to be a one-year exclusive for the PlayStation. Um, Again, Sony doing what Sony does best, and that is locking up content for their box and their consumers. And even though I don't have necessarily a problem with that, my issue, and again, that's going to be the back end of the show, is how Sony continues to bang this drum about Call of Duty uh, and, and how that you know, them potentially losing, uh, you know, the market rights, because Microsoft has already said that they're not taking Call of Duty away. But I think what they're afraid of is Call of Duty not being associated with PlayStation now being an Xbox Game Pass day and date. People are not going to look to Call of Duty as a PlayStation game like they have. And I think that is the problem. But going back to uh, to Silent Hill, they locked it up for a year not a problem you know i'm saying that this is this it's business business 101 but i just find it very odd that they continue to do these moves and be uh, be hypocritical on their, their on their stance on the abk deal but we'll get to that in a moment um i'm expecting and to continue to uh talk about resident evil i have a feeling miles this is just a feeling i have no connections whatsoever Uh, that there is going to be a surprise Resident Evil announcement. Now, something was tweeted yesterday um, by the official Japanese Resident Evil website that I thought was a little strange, had me excited, because all they kept typing is Itchy Tasty 4. Now, if you are a Resident Evil freak like I am, you know that that is what one of the stars members wrote before he turned right he, uh, he, uh, no I'm sorry not a stars member is one of the scientists yes. in Resident Evil 1 that was writing you know you read it on you read the note that he wrote and by the time he turned all he knew how to write cuz he was a zombie was itchy tasty 4. right now they wrote that in a tweet they wrote it multiple times the same way it was written back in the days with R- Resident Evil 1 that got me thinking are they going to announce a Resident Evil 1 remake
1: I would love it because we've got we've already gotten one Resident Evil remake and I know Which, by no the lot. way again GameCube exclusive originally miles <laughs> imagine that imagine they do announce a Resident Evil one remake but it is once again a Nintendo exclusive <laughs> you know what I was actually
0: gonna I'm I, 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 I I like what you're putting down but my 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 thought and theory process was that it wasn't going to go to Nintendo. It was going to be a straight up PlayStation exclusive. Yes. Where
1: it all began, Boom, Where it all Coming began. Full circle?
0: Now, hmm. I say that to say that, you know, we they they just locked up Silent Hill for a year. They have the marketing rights. They've had the marketing rights for Resident Evil for quite some time, right? Um, they have, uh, you know, they, they have the marketing rights for Resident Evil 4 remake, right? I don't know if they're getting any exclusive content. It wouldn't surprise me, but Miles, what if the surprise announcement that we're starting to hear the rumblings of and there's tweets and there's, again, I don't think anyone that's not a Resident Evil fan like us would know what Itchy Tasty 4 means. Like people are like, what, what, what the hell are you talking about? I remember that because it made me laugh. And my brother, my brother, Neomental, still says that to this day when we're talking about Resident Evil because he found it so amusing. Um, what if it isn't a PlayStation 5 exclusive file?
1: Oh, that would be really interesting because we've seen the shift in Capcom in recent years. Yep. And obviously Street Fighter V, very controversial when that was a PlayStation exclusive. Um Capcom in at that moment in time was not in the same shape it is. That now. was a 2016
0: Capcom. They were almost. Uh, please talk about this because you know because you actually wrote about it. Capcom was almost bankrupt.
1: Capcom was hurting financially a lot. Like yeah. we've heard similar situations with Bethesda. Uh, there's been speculation. That's one of the reasons Bethesda was looking to sell because we see you know people meme on companies like Square Enix when they talk about the risks of making games <laughs> and how it's expensive, but that is true and it is very expensive. And if your money doesn't, if you invest four years into something and it doesn't give you the return and you've already invested two more years in another project, you start to get this point where the quality diminishes because you are not having the revenue coming in that you need to continue making games. So you're going to reach out to partners. You're going to reach out to publishers. PlayStation comes along and says, Hey, we know you need a little boost. Let us publish this game and we'll, we'll pay to finish development. Now, Capcom, we know that Street Fighter Six is multi-plat, Resident Evil Village has been multi Everything they've been doing, all of their biggest franchises have been multi-plat. Um, there's been some weird exceptions. I think Mega Man Battle Network 2 was one that skipped Xbox, but yeah. for the uh, most that's part, a,
0: that's that was that's that's a very niche one, though. You know, that that is, not that, that as niche as missed. it gets,
1: yeah. really. So Capcom right now has, has put all of their biggest games multi-platform so it would be really strange to me not impossible but really strange to me that they would do a big high-profile remake such as Resident Evil 1 in the new engine because we all we all want it even though we joke about remakes of remakes if you're a Resident Evil fan a longtime fan you know how good that game would look in the new engine and how great it would play so that would be a huge deal and it would be weird and disappointing if, again, if, if it was a PlayStation exclusive. Um, I think right now Capcom is less incentivized because they are just killing it. Like all of their games are you know selling what's well. Funny?
0: It's it's funny you say that, Miles, because uh, you know I was going over the uh, the losses that a lot of the companies are currently facing, and everyone it's Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo they're all facing double digit losses. But you know who isn't Miles? Capcom. Yeah, baby. Capcom is only down nine percent. When you look at like Sony, uh, you know being down twenty two percent, Microsoft being down thirteen uh, percent, Ubisoft being down, I think almost close to thirty percent. So Capcom, out of all the big publishers, Miles are only down nine percent. And if you remember something else that's very interesting as to would they take a marketing deal like that. Last year in December, they gave all of their employees a 25% increase in pay in Japan because of how well the company was doing.
1: Yes, that, that sort of stuff makes me very happy because it shows that Capcom is not only doing well, but they're investing that in themselves. You're raising pay to keep talented people around. You're you're supporting the business. You are championing the business successes and making that tangible for your employees, which we know for a fact, we don't see that with other big publishers. So that shows that Capcom is invested in making great games. And wouldn't you know, it? if you put out great games, people will buy it. And that's kind of Capcom's philosophy right now is that as long as we keep doing this, I think it's safe to say we're going to keep making money. And if Capcom keeps putting out quality stuff, I'm going to be there buying it. And so that is really refreshing. And it is exciting to know that they do at least, you know, from an optics perspective, care about their employees.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, obviously I'm really glad you said that uh, miles, because one of the things that I pride myself as a podcaster, as a content creator is not leaving out the human element in gaming. And it's more times than not, miles and you know this cuz you've actually spoken about this uh specifically in ABK Activision and Blizzard is not a great place to work or was not a great place to work for the reasons of sexual misconduct uh sexism at its absolute finest uh p- women not being paid as well as men like i i, I, mm-hmm. I sometimes i really scratch my head that that, that goes on in 2022 uh, and that's one of the things that I'm very excited about Microsoft taking over because they are in the top 10 uh, companies to work for in the world. Uh, and that's not, that's, that's, that's not a mistake. Microsoft goes out of their way to be very, very forward-thinking. And I think that the changes that can and will come to ABK uh, because of this move, like I've said this before, and again, I have no proof that this is going to happen, but someone like Sarah Bond, who I think is – one of the most dynamic VPs I've ever had the, uh, the, the opportunity to have a conversation with on Twitter. And I've never met her in real life. I'm hoping to interview her one day in real life. Uh, she would be an amazing uh, CEO of Activision. Uh, I think that she has everything that that company needs. I mean, you ever, you ever read her bio? She is well, incredibly educated and she's forward-thinking, and I think that she would be an amazing pick to turn that company from a Bill Cosby room. Uh, that because I mean, we heard about that in Activision; they actually had a Bill Cosby room. Like Jesus Christ, who does that? To actually wow. having someone that is going to be forward-thinking and, and and could and really put to change the dynamics of working for Activision. Uh, but, uh, I mean, listen, we're, we're going on a tangent here. Um, Capcom, folks, uh, that, uh, shout out to Mr. Joanna Dark, who says that he wants, and this is the GOAT comment of the show so far, he wants a remake of Code Veronica, which was a Dreamcast exclusive, by the way. I mean, what, I mean.
1: Dreamcast exclusive. Um, I- I've made my thoughts on Code Veronica well-known, Mr. Joanna Dark, infamously tries to debate me on every podcast i'm on to talk about code veronica <laughs> I love and it. i'll just say uh it's not my favorite it's probably uh way bottom of my list it okay. goes resident resident evil zero and then code veronica is a uh, hair above yeah, zero that zero
0: was a was a was a dud for a lot of people i'm gonna be honest with you my only uh distaste for resident evil zero is that there were locations in the game that I had all of my items spread all over the floor because there were no there were no boxes to put your stuff in. Like, what happened, ladies and gentlemen? I don't understand who thought that this was a good design idea. Yeah. It's, Listen.
1: It's the most anime that Resident Evil has ever been, and that, is, would that yes. is really saying something. Go yeah. If you haven't played it recently, because I tried playing it about six months ago. I went back and was like, you know what? People keep telling me this is a good game. People t- keep telling me that they love it. Maybe I need to go back and give it another shot because I played it on PS2 originally. I tried it again on Xbox 360, and then in recent months I was like, all right, let's let's go. We got people like Mr. Joanna Dark swearing to me that this is a this is a great game. It's one of my favorite Resident Evils. And then I played it for about an hour and a half, and that intro cutscene. If you haven't watched it recently, go back and treat yourself to the opening cinematic of Code Veronica. And then tell me with the straight face that, that is a good a good video game. Okay. Well, I
0: mean, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I'm gonna disagree with you live on That's the fine. air because That's fine. That's fine. I thought when I again I have to wa- I haven't watched it in years, so I'm gonna take your advice. When I'm done, I'm gonna watch it. But I'll never forget the fact that she dropped the gun and then fell to catch it. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, look. It, it,
1: I know people love it. I know. I, I, just, I do. Just I'm not going to lie. I kind of like me, that still. cheese. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Resident <laughs> Evil was built on cheese. Resident it it Evil really was. It really cheesiest was. Cheesiest thing in the world. But, you know, it was this beautiful combination of cheese and scary. And even Resident Evil 4, which people love. I replayed that recently. That has some of the dumbest moments in any video game ever. But it's the they, the, they just the, commit the, to it. <sighs> Yeah, Mr. Kennedy is just that character is just so iconic for just so many terrible reasons. So, yes, Resident (laughs) Evil is synonymous with cheese. And I think that's fine. I think that's absolutely fine.
0: You know what? Look, let's let let let's roll. You know, listen, there's going to be an event today. If you don't know, if you if you happen to just tuning in, we got almost 400 people here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We got some new faces here. Please consider subscribing to the channel. I have become a full-time streamer five days a week, five different shows, five different panels, all hashtag fun. Um, and I'm quite enjoying myself. Uh, and, and yes, it's busy, but I, I'm I'm really having a lot of fun fully embracing uh, content creation five days a week. Um, but listen, before, uh, Miles, we get into... Uh, Silent Hill. And there's a lot to, a lot to uh, discuss on that. I got to catch up on the super chats that came in. There's been quite a few. The first one comes to us from our good friend Sith Lord, who drops a $2 super chat and says, Hey, Boom, glad you're back. Ready to talk about games. Thank you so much for that, brother. And yes, indeed, I am. Highlander, 001, generous friend of the program, drops a $5 super chat and says, Hope you're feeling better. The FTC and the DOJ also take public comments as well. When they look at mergers and acquisitions, yes, they do. They absolutely do. Uh, and the FTC is expected to rule on ABK on November 8th. We'll all be waiting uh, to hear their decision, which I expect is going to be passed. And well, they don't pass it. Let's, I, I, I always make that mistake. And actually, I was corrected by Hoag Law, who is a, an utter genius when it comes to corporate law uh, law. Uh, they don't. They they just don't bl- um, block it. They don't have any problems with. It, so they yeah. don't technically pass it. They'll just let it go. And I think that's what's going to happen. Mister Joanna Dark drops a five dollars chat and says, "Capcom needs to bring back Resident Evil Co Veronica remake." Thoughts? Boom. Hello to the goat Miles Dom. Yes, so, so he goats you, and he, then he, he says, me that "You are the goat. I love it. This yeah, is good yeah. stuff. <laughs> this is good stuff. I love it. Um, but yeah, I actually would love a, a, a Co Veronica remake. Um, listen who knows at this point i say remake everything just you know i don't think you gotta remake five and six was i i never finished six either i just i couldn't it was just i tried multiple times and it was just so bad i i couldn't it was just awful what you know you know what did it for me uh and i i will move to silent hills momentarily it's when the yakuza turned into these flying things that look like baxter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, like, oh,
1: uh, the the fly like the grasshopper guys I'm, with I'm machine done. guns. I'm, come yeah, on, that's yeah. that's Pete. You're talking about cheese, like that's come on, dude. That's that is cheese.
0: that that might be moldy cheese though. Like that's not <laughs> even good cheese. You're gonna eat that's moldy yeah. cheese. So uh, yeah, so uh, but listen, folks. Um, First of all, thank you. Every- oh, we had another super jack come in of uh, the way of of Scott Gamer dude. Wow, dude. Uh Thank you for the very generous twenty dollar super chat he says hello boom i'm sorry i'm here about your loss of your mother i lost my mima last year yeah dude I, I my condolences to you i lost my grandmother many many years ago and it still hurts to this day he goes i know off current topic do you know if when you'll design uh the design lab for elite two will be at uh, will will it be at the core elite uh steel fan here as well yeah steelers not doing so great but they, at least they beat tom brady last week um, the, the elite 2, I don't know when that goes live, but if the core elite 2 with all of the designs is only 150, which is not bad considering that the core is 130 bucks with no extra parts. And again, like for me I don't need it because I have five elites so I don't need the extra core parts so I would buy it. but it's only 20 bucks more for you to design it in any shape you know color that you want. So I think that is incredibly uh, good, considering that you know the the design labs can get up there. They're like ninety bucks after you do the etching and everything. Um, it, yeah, it's it's it's. I, I have a couple of them that I design myself, but um, it's, and I will
1: say you can go in if you want the paddles, if you want the case, you can yes. add all of those. So you, you can add
0: and, and you can color them as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, and
0: uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Joanna Dark adds an additional two dollars super chat aimed directly at you, Miles. He says the people have spoken, Miles. We want Resident Evil.
1: Cobra. Yeah, I would be there. i would be playing it day one. Don't there's don't don't get it wrong. I'll play any and every single Resident Evil game. I have even Resident Evil Survivor, the PS1 on rails shooter. Do you know why Stallone own those? And Beat it, yeah, still baby. Let's them. go. I'm there. I have them. Yes, I'm here for the cheese. All right. <laughs>
0: One of my most prized possessions that I have, and I don't know if you have this, and this this is how you know you married the right one. For our first anniversary, Miles, Mrs. Boom surprised me with the Resident Evil 15th Anniversary Briefcase Collector's
1: Edition,
0: which I still have in mint condition in the box with all of the things that came with it. And it came with this, this tall box that was about this big that had all of the games for the for the entire series uh and it was like a, a, a zombie that was etched into the box absolutely gorgeous that's how i knew I was like listen i definitely married the right one for sure <laughs> and 22 years later well we're still together still um which is awesome um but uh yeah listen let's let's move on to silent hill because yesterday was a day of days miles for silent hill fans uh, that a lot of fans have been waiting for now if you ask me miles Resident Evil, Silent Hill—it's Resident Evil all day. But you cannot deny, specifically Silent Hill Two, which is yeah. arguably the best in the series, literally the best in the series. Now, depending on who you ask, you ask me, it's number one over no, uh, you know, it's 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 two over one all day long. But other people might have other you know ideas about that. Um, the biggest announcement was that the remake which is expected to be done up from the ground up is being done by uh, why why am i forgetting them oh my god
1: oh blueber team
0: blueber team thank you now blueber team um, it was it, you know has done a couple of xbox exclusives or launch exclusives uh, that that were mid-range enjoyed uh, i liked them i didn't love them uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm i curious to see uh, what they do with this remake. But we do know that the producers from the original game are helping out with this. So I expect that it's going to be a Resident Evil, uh, you know, two, three or four remake style that gets us like, wow, I can't believe what I'm playing. But you know what? As great as it is that it's coming back, as great as there's going to be a, a a film about one of the best Silent Hills in the entire series. That wasn't the story, Miles. The story was that it is a 12-month exclusive for PlayStation 5. And this is something that uh, we've been talking about them doing. And look, I'm not going to say that I have a distaste for it. I understand business, Miles. This is them trying to get people to buy uh, PlayStation 5s, Business 101. Get a product that the other guys don't have so they can buy your product. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I think the real question and the real argument here comes to the fact that Sony is complaining about Call of Duty, which we're going to get to the back end. This blocking rights that have been confirmed that Call of Duty cannot go into Game Pass is a little bit hypocritical but before we get into that aspect i want to get you as a horror fan as one of the premier horror dudes in gaming right now when i hear horror i think you and will Me hood you're the two that jump right off the page how excited were you for the the remake of one again arguably one of the best in the series
1: I will say that Silent Hill 2 is probably the most important horror video game when it comes to its influence and impact on the genre and people's attempts to elevate the stories that we tell in video games. Silent Hill 2 was that. Silent Hill 2 was the the quintessential game. And since, since that moment in time, so many teams and developers have been chasing that, trying to recreate and replicate that magic. And in a lot of ways, the Silent Hill the entire series can't even replicate what Silent Hill 2 did. So it's a very important game to me. It's a very important game to a lot of people. And this whole situation has been really interesting and, and kind of fun for me because I've been, as a Silent Hill fan, I've been in the rabbit hole for years now. I've been going down, piecing things together, trying to dig up the stories, trying to dig up the, the conspiracies. And uh, late 2020, early 2021, there was a lot of things that were stacking up to me basically coming out and saying I think Bloober team is working on Silent Hill. These are the reasons, you know, t- interviews that I did with the team, them teasing stuff, the fact that Akira, the infamous composer of Silent Hill, has said that he would do any project with them, and then immediately yep. after that he was saying, "Oh yeah, and the one that you wanted to hear about is coming." And so all of these little pieces, all of these little nuggets, you know, I had my tinfoil hat fully strapped to my head, and I was I was digging and scraping, and all of these things stacked up and suggested, I was like, I think Bloober Team is doing this. And that was years ago. So now it's it's really cool to see that confirmed and to have that be out in the world. Obviously, I, uh, as a big fan of Silent Hill 2, I will have some reservations because this isn't something you, you get a mess up in my eyes and just have me ignore it. And I know Bloober Team, while I have enjoyed some of their games, I haven't enjoyed all of their games. Yep. And there has been a lot of fair criticism about how they handle certain things. That being said, when I when I look at the team, when I look at the promise of what could be, um, they've done a great job with the atmosphere. They've committed their entire DNA to horror. They they cite Silent Hill 2 as the reason that they make horror games. So this seems like a team just just passionate about it. That being said, this entire showcase, I don't know if we're going to talk about the other stuff, but... Yeah, absolutely. Sho-
0: no, we're going to get into it. We'll, we'll break it down. Absolutely. Yeah. The
1: entire showcase, to me said that you know yo konami's making games which is really cool konami is also on a budget all of the teams that are that they've talked about all of the publishers that they've talked about they're they are on a budget konami is while they're making they're all games considered consider
0: double a would, you, would would that be a fair statement
1: yeah i don't think that because the medium um again independently developed and independently published even though it launched in on xbox as a timed xbox exclusive that was still independently published So this is them getting that bag for the first time from a big publisher like Konami. And my hope with this whole exclusivity situation, which again, that's I'm not that stoked about it in terms of timed exclusivity. Like you said, it is a thing and it's much cheaper from a business perspective to buy timed exclusivity than it is to develop your own game. And that's just the reality. So that's why PlayStation does it because it's cheaper, it's faster, it's easier and you, you get that revenue. You get the, the third-party revenue. And we'll talk about that more in the Call of Duty because I have a lot to say about how that impacts their business. But when I look at this, my hope is that this means Silent Hill 2 will at least be a better game because PlayStation is stepping in and giving them money. That That is my, my hope here. Um, again, I'm not thrilled about the idea of waiting a year to play it on Xbox. But that being said, if Konami was being very stingy, because my my biggest fear when we heard about all of these projects and these rumors about a Silent Hill 2 remake, an Annapurna game, another, like, all of these Silent Hill projects, I was worried that Konami was going to give them no money whatsoever, and they were going to be forced to work on shoestring budgets to try to cobble a Silent Hill game together. And that's, I don't know, still maybe my concern a little bit, seeing them announce four different games simultaneously, but if PlayStation was stepping up and and dropping a bag to make sure that this is a quality experience that really lives up to RE2 Remake, which I think set the gold standard for what a remake is, I'll be less upset. But if it's a situation like Street Fighter V where it comes out and it's just kind of, it's lacking in a lot of areas and and then people just have to wait a year for it, I'll, I'll be especially bummed. But my hope, the optimist in me is saying, well, maybe this means the game will be better at the end of the road. Um, But we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what that all looks like.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, um, I have to agree with you. Uh, I love Blooper Team for who they are. They don't try to be a fighter, an action, and a horror developer. They make horror games. That is what they do. That is in their DNA. I absolutely love that about them. I love that they can sit back and be confident to say that we are a horror game developer. Uh, With that said, like many of your uh, incredible points, Miles, um, I have liked a lot of their games, and there are some games that I did not find fun because of design, because of the way they set things up. I don't know whether it was a graphics thing, uh, an FPS thing. Some some games like Layers of Fear didn't resonate with me.
1: I'm the same right? way. I know Layers of Fear two kind of universally panned. Uh, some people really like Layers of Fear one. I that wasn't one of my favorites. No,
0: no, I I, I agree. I I played th- I played uh, one for a couple of hours and I found like 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 with scorn. Uh, I think Scorn is gorgeous. I think Scorn artistically is something to behold. Uh, I'm not a missed guy, and I know a lot of people say, "Well, if you take the game at its core and you like and and you take it like a missed game, then you're gonna like it." I'm struggling to like it, uh, and not because it's a bad game. It's not my type of game. I don't yes. mind puzzles, but what I'm finding uh, is I'm running around for 30 minutes trying to figure things out, and I'm only fi- I'm only spending eight minutes on a puzzle to move to, to, the, to the next one to then run around for another 30 minutes. So very similar to that is how I felt with Layers of Fear. I like the medium. I thought the medium was really, really well done. Um, the one in the woods uh, that was before that. The
1: Blair um, Witch, that's one. I, I, Witch, I, yes, I, I thank quite like the Blair Witch. I
0: actually... Really liked it because I it was one of those games, Miles, that I wore headphones and I yeah. felt myself edging, like to, to to look around a corner because I was afraid I was gonna die. You know what I'm saying? So it, I really liked their the last two release. I know the medium didn't hit as big as they wanted it to. Um, So I do have some slight concerns, but I think that the combination of many of the original team that worked on Silent Hill 2 reprising their roles in this development has me very excited. And to be honest with you, Miles, I want this to hit for them. Like I want I want them to hit. I want Bloober Team to be looked upon as a, uh, that this game comes out and they're like, this game is so good that people want to work with this team. People want to bring back maybe older horror IPs. And or give them an IP and let them go crazy with it. That's what I want for them because I really do like them as a developer. But here is where I get slightly uh, disheartened with the 12-month exclusive. Like I said, folks, understand I'm not a boob, okay? I do this for a living now. I understand business. Sony has built their entire... uh, plethora of who they are on locking content behind their box. This is this is their this is their DNA. You know, you talked about um team being horror, having a a horror DNA. Sony's DNA, and I take nothing away from their first part. Their first party games are the best in the business. And I'm not even gonna fight you on it. It's the truth. I like their games. I dig their games. I have a PlayStation 5 for those types of experiences. But the things that I dislike about sony is how they do things and this is one of those instances that though i understand as, as 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 looking at it from a business eye they have to do these things they have to get 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 games that you can only buy and play on their box so you buy their box if you were a sign hill fan and you don't have a playstation 5 you are knocking over the grandmother in front of you who has a playstation 5 to get it out of her hand to buy this console because you want to play silent hill and it's the only place that you're going to be able to play again potentially considered by most and many like you and me one of the premier silent hills in the entire series so they're doing their job miles they're doing the job but this is where we kind of now we have to turn and we have to we have to bring into the conversation what's going on with abk Now, uh, Miles, uh, again, this is a subject that many people, uh, you know, uh, walked away. Some people are tired of it, Miles. You know, we've heard many people in the community that, oh, my God, we're talking about ABK again. And here's the thing. I can almost guarantee you that when I talk about it on my shows and when you talk about it on your shows, Miles, specifically because you're here, you and I are very mindful of not regurgitating many of the points that we've already made, right? We try to still talk about a very, very hot topic, but at the same time, bring new opinions to the conversation, which is what we're going to do now. Okay. Um, it was brought to our attention and I have all the quotes in front of me. Uh, Tom Warren, good friend of the community, great friend of the community, incredible journalist. I think, you know, Tom very well. Um, he, he, Put out, he you know he confirmed, and uh, when Tom talks, uh, I listen. That it was confirmed uh, that yes, Sony does in fact have blocking rights in the uh, deal with Activision for Call of Duty. No Call of Duty can be on Game Pass for several years. But you know, you know, take it. Maybe Tom Warren isn't your guy. Maybe you don't even know who Tom Warren is. But there is someone that I'm going to talk about that everyone knows, and he doesn't consider himself uh uh an insider miles but he is someone that when he talks I do trust and I'm talking about Claude real uh who I don't know personally but I do have been following him for years and he actually put out a couple of tweets that uh really got me to want to talk about this because you know when you look at this deal right uh with Konami 12 month exclusive then you look at some of the other Timed exclusives like Final Fantasy VII, which still has not come. He was—I mean, again, I, I talk about this all the time. I literally have the collector's edition on my right side of me with a sticker that says "Timed exclusive to spring of 2021," which means that last year Xbox gamers were supposed to get Final Fantasy VII, and Sony paid to block that. They paid them extra money to not put that on Xbox. Final Fantasy 16. Is not coming to xbox it may not ever come to xbox um spoken is another one this there's several things that sony is doing that uh, a lot of people consider anti-competitive now again i i i get that they need to do this miles but at the same time we have to talk about the sony that's to- that's claiming that this abk deal is somehow going to hurt their business and uh, this, is, this is what uh, Cloverill had to say specifically regarding the blocking rights for Call of Duty. He says this, Miles. It appears Sony is blocking Call of Duty titles being put on Xbox Game Pass for a number of years. Uh, the agreement between Activision Blizzard and Sony includes restrictions on the ability to place Call of Duty titles on Game Pass for a number of years. He then continues <laughs> and says, the more we learn about the ABK Xbox deal the more it highlights Sony's hypocrisy around exclusivity, Call of Duty, and competition. Uh, Sony, for years, has been shining with anti-consumer decisions. Recent actions show that they seem to fear the challenge of their market-leading position. And then he finishes it off with this, Miles. It's more about Sony complaining to regulators about practices that they themselves are de facto... Currently dealing with. Uh, it's anti-consumer business, but it becomes hypocrisy the moment you start crying about practices you've been doing for 20 years, Miles, as the market leader. So let's get into this. You said you had a lot to talk about. I honestly cannot wait to hear what you have to say about what Clobriel said, but more importantly, your personal opinion on these blocking rights.
1: Yeah. So strap in, you know, this this will be a little bit of a doozy, but before I say any of this, I'll you know preface it by saying I know some people are tired of it. And again, I know some people are sick of the the console war angle, which I'm I'm with you. As much as I, I work for Windows Central, I cover Xbox, the console war noise dilutes a lot of the interesting, meaningful parts of this conversation. So I'm gonna be talking about this in a way that ignores any of the console console war nonsense because that's not really what this is about. The the business practices of Sony. Showcase that they know better than anyone else how exclusive content can dictate the customer's purchasing habits. Because like you said, PlayStation has spent a lot of time, energy, and effort getting big exclusive content for stuff like Call of Duty, Destiny, a lot of big noteworthy third-party games. Because like I touched on earlier, they understand that not only is it easier to do that, it's cheaper. And PlayStation is the market leader right now. And as much as people, you know, bang the drum and scream about exclusive content, you said it yourself, PlayStation has the best exclusive content in the business. That is a selling point for their platform, but that is not the primary way that they make money. They make their money primarily through third-party sales. When you are the market leader and more people have your console, more people are buying games on your platform in general, a la Call of Duty. And then you can use that money that you're getting from third-party titles to invest In those huge, big games like God of War. And so really what this is, is that PlayStation understands that if they are put in a position where they lose that market leader position, they are going to be making less third-party revenue. And when they start making less third-party revenue, that means they have less money to invest in those big first-party games. And when they have less money to invest in those big third-party games, the quality of those games starts to take take a hit, and all of these little tiny nicks and pieces start to deteriorate their entire business model, their entire identity, and when you have all of those things go away, you don't have Call of Duty, for example, you don't have the best first-party games anymore, you don't have a subscription service that matches Game Pass, yes, it's understandable that PlayStation is concerned, because this deal, ultimately, whether it's anti-con- competitive or not will fundamentally hurt their business and there's a reason that they don't want call of duty on game pass because we all as much as we talk about you know or i should say as much as some people talk about spending 70 dollars to support the devs or whatever the reality is if you have an option to play a game for 70 dollars or just through or or not paying anything extra are you chances are realistically the average person who's conscious about what they're spending, games are getting more and more expensive. Are you going to spend $70 or are you going to play it on Game Pass? If you are a Call of Duty diehard player, and that is a game you buy every single year, are you really going to just be like, I'm sticking a PlayStation, even though you could just get Game Pass and get it? And then chances are, there's going to be exclusive content for it as well. So the reality is PlayStation is very, the hypocrisy stems because they understand more than anyone else how this will damage their business and how this will damage their market share. And so, yes, they're going to be loud. Both PlayStation and Xbox right now are trying to say everything that they need to say to either get the deal to go through or block the deal. So you have Xbox coming out and trying to downplay its own weight. You have Xbox coming out and talking about how, oh, you know, cloud gaming. We're not sure how that's going to go. That's not a big deal. Don't, Don't worry about that. So both of them right now are in a position where, A, Xbox has invested a lot of money in this. They see potential with the mobile side of things specifically. They see a lot of potential with Call of Duty, obviously, and Blizzard. PlayStation on the other side, they don't want to lose the brand association. We've seen it with Final Fantasy. We've seen it with Destiny. We've seen it with Call of Duty. When you have brand association, you don't even necessarily need exclusivity because there were the conversations when Destiny came out and people thought because of how heavily it was marketed towards PlayStation that it was a PlayStation exclusive and those kind of things are so much cheaper. I will also say that PlayStation has a this is information I've got from some anonymous sources that PlayStation has a media match policy meaning if you are an exclusive game or they put your game in a showcase they will match your marketing efforts a dollar for dollar and those kind of things are important as well and you get that brand association and if you are a developer or a publisher you're getting free money And so you, as much as we talk about, you know, the loyalty to the fans and the loyalty to the platforms at the end of the day, if somebody's willing to give you a bunch of money to get this game out and it's guaranteed money, are we going to fault them for it? So again, I understand the business thing complicates it. I am not a big, I hate the argument that, oh, it's just business. So you can do anything you want because there has been way too much disgusting, horrendous things that have happened in this country and on this planet under the guise of, oh, it's just business. I used to work in sales and marketing, so I understand these contingencies. I used to work in high-level executive sales, and I used to sit down with with businesses, sit down with restaurant chains, and basically come up with these deals that say, all right, we're going to give you this product. We're going to give this product to you at this price. We are going to print your menus we are going to do stuff up for you but you need to do x y and z and that was in the contract and playstation is a legacy company or sorry i should say sony and playstation are that's a legacy company they've been around for a while and some of it just feels like old standard traditional business practices and so that's where some of this comes from because as much as we as xbox players want call of duty in game pass if you are PlayStation and you were pumping millions and millions and millions of dollars into marketing something like Call of Duty, do you really want a situation where you can do that? You can spend all of that money and then, oh, it's just in Game Pass. And somebody's like, oh, cool. Call of Duty looks, looks sick. I'm just going to play it in Game Pass. And so I understand as annoying as it is for us and as much as we all want it in Game Pass, why if you were a business, you would say, all right, dude, we're going to give you all this money, but you can't just turn around and put it in Game Pass. <laughs> So it is an interesting situation. And Sony obviously is very concerned about Xbox shifting the tides, getting exclusive content and taking away their market leader position. And for all intents and purposes, Microsoft is more poised than ever to do that right now.
0: Well, look, you know, I want to go back to one of your points uh, that you said earlier. I want to put myself in the chair for a second. Uh, oh. I, I, as we break this down, uh, as as everyone knows, I'm a retired New York City police officer and I use the word retired, meaning I don't work uh, and I have a pension and it's, it's a good pension. I worked really hard to beef it up before I before I retired after 21 years. And that's what you do as a police officer. You work overtime and you you know, you, you stand on footposts for 18 hours in the pissing rain, in the cold, in the heat. And you're doing it because later on in life you want to be able to provide, continue to provide for your family, and that's what that's what police officers do, um, and that's what I did. Uh, but the thing is, this money, especially nowadays, uh, miles where we've seen in the UK and the EU, eighteen uh, percent inflation, eighteen uh, percent. Here in Westchester County, uh, our power had gone up seventeen percent. Um, you know, so everywhere you look miles, prices are going up and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and guess what's, you know, what's not increasing your paycheck. No, one's going to give me extra money on my pension. My pension is my pension. So why am I talking about that? Well, because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to bring reality into this conversation and that's where game pass comes into the conversation. Game pass costs me $15 a month and I get games like a plague's tale two and persona five Royale in the same week or in the week, a couple of weeks before a game like Proteus that no one knew what this game was or cared to until I started playing it. And people like, Oh my God, this is like quake and doom. Yeah, it is. It's one of my favorite games of the year. It's going to be in my top three of 2022. And that's saying something. And this is pixel art meets a three D. I don't even know how they did it, but it looks it's it's amazingly fun. And I'm a huge fan of Doom, Quake, and I love this game. That's why I, I, I that's why I record so much footage. Um, so for me, Game Pass is has saved me more times than I can put a I can put a number to it. I can't begin to tell you miles how many games that I might have had to pass on because I just don't have. The burnable cash I did, which is why with Sony games I don't buy many anymore. Because 76.43 after tax for a game is that I may may not put 70, 60, you know, 60, 70 hours into. I'm not going to spend that kind of money, Miles. And Call of Duty, I'm like I'm buying it this year. I normally wait for a sale because like I didn't even buy last year's Call of Duty because it was so terrible. Um, But this year. I loved Modern Warfare 1, and what I've seen of Modern Warfare 2 remake looks phenomenal, so I cannot wait to play. As a matter of fact, today, and I think it's already might be live now, Miles, you can start playing the campaign early if you pre-ordered it. Oh,
1: yeah, that's
0: right. So, so, so you can go, and I'm going to go play the campaign and record some footage, hopefully for Brexit Boom tomorrow. But there's something to be said about the way Microsoft is doing business. Now, again, folks, listen, I'm not a boob. I'm not saying Microsoft is simply doing this out of the kindness of, the, of their heart. Miles, they are a business and they're in to take your money out of your pocket and put it into their bank accounts. No one is debating that. But the fact of the matter is is that two companies are going in two different uh ways up, up and down the escalator, where I think that Sony is taking advantage every turn that they can and they are literally getting blood from a stone from fans like me who have to uh, have to just eventually put a stop to it. And like I said, I am going to go through it again Miles because you you brought up some really amazing points about the way Sony does business. Let's look folks at what Sony has done in just this generation. They have there's a $10 cross-play tax for 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 publishers and developers. They charge you $10 more for an upgraded game from PlayStation 4 to 5. Do you think to use something like haptic triggers, which you already paid for when you bought the goddamn controller, right? They they charge eighteen dollars for um, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium that doesn't give you day and date releases. As a matter of fact, their last two months have been terrible because like uh, Deathloop, great game, but I own it already. I bought it, so them putting Deathloop into PlayStation Plus Premium didn't do anything for me. Now, I, I upgraded because of Stray. Stray's an amazing game, and I didn't want to spend 30 bucks. All I had to do, Miles, is spend 33 bucks to upgrade my current uh, subscription, and I'm good until um, February of next year. But I can tell you one thing I'm not going to probably do. That's re-up because they're just not offering the same value, and that value is subjective, I know. But, I mean, just continuing what Sony has done to be anti-consumer, is they charge $50 more. It's it's an unprecedented move. It's never been done in gaming history that they raised the price of a console that's been out two years, 50 bucks. Like it's expected that it's going to drop $50, not go up 50 bucks. All their peripherals have gone up $10. Everything is going up and up and up in the games, $70 games, they embraced it. And like I said, a game from Sony is $76.43 here in New York right now. Um... So if you look at one, you have to compare to what Microsoft is doing. Microsoft has not raised the price of their console. They give you upgraded graphics for the price of free. They don't charge you for cloud saves. That's another egregious thing that no one talks about. Did you know that if you don't have a PlayStation Plus account, you don't have cloud saves? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? I don't understand that. It doesn't cost them anything, but they charge you for it. No one complained. Everyone's like, "Yeah, you know, it's just Sony." Well, good on you if you think that. Um, and these blocking rights. And then now, I gotta get his name. I don't. I don't. I'm not shouting you out to be a jerk. Capono uh, two, who's always in the chat, and I appreciate you being here. And of course, you're a Sony dude or or gal. You're welcome here. We love the the that you're in here going back and forth. Uh, you know, to some extent, fair with other people in the chat. So we appreciate you being here. But you're you're defending Sony like a zealot, dude. Like honestly, you cannot turn around and say because the the marketing rights are there that it's it, that it's okay, you know, to block Call of Duty. Um, if that's your opinion, I hear you and I understand it's a business and Miles understands it's a business, but we cannot say this. This is where the hypocrisy comes into play, where. They're they're afraid, and and I you know I know that that term was you know was was clowned on. Sony is afraid, Miles. They are absolutely terrified that they are going to uh, lose a significant amount of revenue. And, and what's interesting is even Microsoft commented on it. They said even if Microsoft took a hundred percent of Call of Duty players away from uh, from Sony. They would still be profiting over three billion dollars a year. So I don't think we should. Our hearts should pump for for Sony. They're still going to be making a profit, three billion dollars, and that's without their gas games, which they have a dozen in development. Ops, by the way. Um, so I mean. Miles, my next question, and again, we're getting we're getting a little long in the tooth here because we're gonna end the show in about 20 minutes or so. Cause this is normally just a 70-minute program. And Miles, we, we broke records today. We had 530 people here in the yeah, chat. Yeah, let's go. Absolutely
1: Smash amazing. That like
0: <laughs> yeah, I would like that. Like at least we can get half 250 likes before we get on out of here. That would be great. Uh I will catch up on the super chats. Been quite a few, but I, I gotta ask again, Miles. Uh, when you look at this deal and when you see what my, what what uh microsoft has uh, has said recently you know the 83 uh, what was it the 80 was it 83 no i'm sorry I'm, I'm backwards it was a 38 page document that would made the rounds just the other day where microsoft literally destroyed every counterpoint that the cma had to say regarding sony which they're clearly in the bag i mean you know this some, some of that terminology and i and i understand that this is just Phase one, and I consider Phase one to be junior varsity. I don't think they're going to have a big seat at the table. They're kind of going to be like the Thanksgiving, where it's the kids' table. That CMA, um, uh, the 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 Phase one, Phase two is going to be the professionals that are actually going to use evidence-based, uh, uh, you know, to to make their their points on whether or not they pass this deal. Which I expect it is going to pass. But I just want to get your opinion because we have not talked because you haven't been on the show in a minute. What your thoughts on uh, Sony's um, hypocrisy at, at, at full bloom here. Everything that they're concerned about Microsoft doing, they have done to great success on their platform, Miles, and they continue to grow their business using these tactics. So why does it seem like it's OK for Sony to do it, but not OK for Microsoft to compete? Which, again, we have to say because we, we want to put all the facts out there, Miles. Sony has been the market leader for console sales since the PlayStation 1. We're talking 22
1: years. Yeah, as you touched on previously, um, both all of these companies, when we look at the the big three right now, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox, the competition across the board is probably the most intense that it's ever been. We have a situation where more people are willing to spend money on gaming. Gaming in a lot of ways is bigger than it's ever been. And a lot of these platforms are really delivering where with PlayStation 4 generation, PlayStation had it pretty easy, like really easy, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, because you had the Wii U and you had the Xbox One as its primary competition. And it's not like people stopped caring about gaming. People just went to PlayStation I had a lot of friends who loved the Xbox 360 who switched to PlayStation during that generation because there were just more compelling games, that's where their friends were and they've just ca- they've cascaded and and coasted on that momentum for a long time. And you know, we can't really downplay the the fumbles of Xbox and the fumbles of Nintendo that allowed PlayStation to get that position. All of these companies are also trying to make money on us. We talk about the, the, the things that Xbox is doing that are forward thinking, that are consumer centric. But then we look at Xbox Gold and we have a situation where right now Xbox is just charging us for online multiplayer on console only, not on PC. They're preaching this unified ecosystem, this unified platform where you can play anywhere on any device. Oh, unless you're on console, then you got to pay money. So again, they could take it away, but we're in a situation where, like you said, they want to make money. They want to make money. And so like we touched on a little bit with PlayStation, they know exactly what has worked in the past. They understand exactly how they can leverage third party exclusivity, whether it be timed or full exclusive, because they also understand that their first party studios, while incredible, while talented, they cannot keep up consistent output there it takes a long time to make games it takes more time their their
0: games are five years at least minimum
1: yeah it takes more time and more money to make games than ever before and you they don't have a stable that can support consistent first party releases and when your entire platform is built around this idea of humongous exclusive games you have to lean into third parties and that's why they're doing that's why they're being so aggressive about all of this is because they are in the background they're buying studios they're buying Ga- they want games as a service titles so they can get that consistent revenue because that consistent revenue is going to put them in a situation where they are not absolutely screwed if a humongous game that they put out does not do well because that's sadly the reality whether you want to you know shift it in the, the console war space or not waiting 5 years to sell 2 2 million ish copies that's not really a sustainable business model when it comes to just a la carte one-off sales when you were trying to make the biggest games of the entire medium that that doesn't work and the reality is third-party s- games almost universally unless you're nintendo which is this weird anomaly um third-party games always outsell first party playstation and xbox wish they had a mario kart 8 that was just doing 40 million copies but not neither one of them has come even close with game pass we've had titles like forza and other sea of thieves hit 25 million players but that's not. 40 million copies sold, so you need consistent revenue, and that is why PlayStation is so aggressive with these exclusive third party deals because they they need it, they really need it to fill in the gaps. Because if they have too long of a gap with their first party, people move on. We, as we know in this space, people are quick to move on your game is quote dead in two weeks now online and so you need constant stuff and that is why they're investing in their teams and that is why they want to keep i don't know if this deal is as much about blocking entirely or making sure there are concessions in place that give you give them that sweet call of duty money for a few more years so they have time to invest more and they have time to start putting out some gains as a service titles to offset that revenue i really genuinely think that's what it's about because as you touched on, Microsoft has a lot of counters to a lot of their points. And a lot of the points that are brought up by PlayStation and even the CMA right now, they don't really hold a lot of water on illegal yeah. grounds. Yeah. They are just, there are concerns, sure. Because hypothetically, what is stopping Xbox from once they get the market leader position taking Call of Duty away? Or once they get the market leader position, raising the price of something like Game Pass. The things that we've seen PlayStation do as the market leader right now, there there is nothing stopping them. And they've even made comments that are contradictory to themselves regarding Call of Duty. They've said things like, oh, we're not here to take Call of Duty away. And then they see other comments where right now it it doesn't make sense from a financial perspective because PlayStation is the market leader. Okay, well, what happens when they're not? Once you take away the market leader position, then you're like, peace, you don't get Call of Duty anymore. And that's, if I'm being honest, that's what it sounds like they're talking about here with this this master plan of Call of Duty moving forward. Yeah. So, so there are things that are interesting, but ultimately PlayStation is just being loud because it's in their best interest for this deal to not go through. And this is just kind of legal pleading with these bodies to try to slow the process down or hopefully give them some concessions that don't instantly, I don't want to say tank the business, but instantly hurt the business. Well,
0: look, I, I'll say this to that point. You you do make a great point. Uh, Microsoft, I, I think that if there is going to be a concession, uh, which which a lot of people think there's going to be at least a small one in there, I think Call of Duty being on PlayStation is something that they, 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 they would have no problem signing. Because I, I agree with you. I've said this before, and I've actually gotten booed on my own show for it, Miles. <gasps> uh, people are like, boo, Call of Duty, make it exclusive. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I Do you care, Miles? Here's said where I'm Call at. Dude, like, I don't it, because we're playing it on Game Pass.
1: Yeah. If it stays multi-platform, what that means for Xbox players is all of that juicy Call of Duty money gets put into other Xbox games. Yes, and Xbox or new Game Studios, a new acquisition, gets or more new... games. Yeah, so I don't Call of Duty to me is whatever. I I personally haven't played Call of Duty regularly in quite some time. It's just you know I've just moved on. My my tastes have moved on. So I see Call of Duty as just a big pile of money for Xbox, and that's just kind of. And I hope they use that money to invest in new IP. Is where I'm at.
0: I agree. I, I listen. I've been banging the drum for a while. Look. Call of Duty has been at the forefront of this conversation since, since it was announced. And I per- personally think that it is important, but for me as a gamer, is isn't paramount. You know what's paramount? Potentially getting a Toys for Bob to make a banjo. Potentially to make uh, some of the studios that they have there bring back some of the older IPs. Um, they have... So many incredible studios that are stuck, and, and, and shout out to K. Asante. He says they're in the uh, salt mines of Call of Duty, meaning that's all that they do instead of making great games. You remember a game called Singularity, Miles?
1: I do, I do remember that game
0: Singularity is absolutely astoundingly good that no one played, and I what's damn it, what's the name of the developer that made that Crapola. it's one of the game, one of the developers that is that stuck making Call of Duty. And I would love nothing more than to see a lot of these studios move on to make different things. Now, we know Infinity Ward is making a first-person open-world shooter rumor, right? We know that Treyarch is also working on a new IP. That's what I want from this deal. New yes. IPs from the shooting, shooter, sh- best shooter makers in the world. Now, in regards to how could—and we're going to get out of here momentarily— how could Sony counter this? Well, they own Bungie. And you know what I'd love to see Bungie do? How about Bungie reinvent the wheel with SOCOM? Take their shooter prowess that they know how to do so well and make SOCOM the challenger for Call of Duty. At that point, how many people have been calling? I've been one of them banging the the SOCOM drum. Please, I don't care what you make it first person, third person, bring back SOCOM. It would be exactly what Sony needs. And why they won't do it, I don't know if it's an investment situation or they don't want to spend the money or whatever, but that's their way, That's their counter. That That is their counter on the table that if you brought SOCOM back, people would line up in droves to play that game, especially if you made it like a war zone where it was, you know, quote-unquote free to play, but it was a gas game that people could buy skins. Could you imagine they could use all their IPs? Uh, like imagine um, any one of their favorite, uh, you know, a, a twisted metal skin for you know, with, uh, you know, with a, a sweet tooth, a sweet tooth skin for uh, for SOCOM. People would eat that stuff up and it would make them money. And they would and they would that, that would be a good challenger, at least in my opinion, to Call of Duty. But listen, folks, let me catch up on the Super Chats. We're going to get everyone out of here. Uh, I want to thank Miles for taking the time to be here super appreciate that let me just load up these amazing and generous super chats that have come in and uh i want to thank everybody for taking the time to to, you know make this show a success you know you never know miles when you put a new show on the air that it's gonna you know that it's gonna succeed this one seems to have hit with people uh, and i want to thank you for that we have uh lucius pete zombie uh uh drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says uh, you can customize at Design Lab now. So thank you so much for the update, JD Gamer, good friend of the program. Drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Miles, Co Veronica is one of my favorites. It's a perfect blend of RE4 and RE2 gameplay." I, I'm right there with you, JD Gamer. I love, I love, Rez, I, I love Co Veronica, but, but you know that's for another time. <laughs> uh, Danny Passion Official drops an additional two dollars super chat and says big hug boom here deliver uh he, he's he, they, I, I think what he's trying to say is that here delivering my playstation 5 finally congratulations on that dude I'm glad that people are getting their ps5s that they want it's great to see that uh you you're actually finding one because it's been so hard to get uh drawn Tj drops an additional five dollars super chances morning guys hey what do you think about the percentage wise of the deal we'll go through i I still think it's like 80 20. Hogue seems to think that it's 70-30. Um, and, you know, again, only time is going to tell. But I don't – I just – a deal is blocked because there's some illegality to it. There's something illegal about the deal. There's something that someone lied about on the deal. Um, just based on what we know, Miles, there's nothing that's going to corner the market that everyone can't compete. Uh, that, that's yeah. in cloud. That's in IP. One IP – does not make or break an entire company. PlayStation is well versed in that, and they have the money, they have the know-how, and more importantly, Miles, they have the talent to pivot to make something that people are going to come to their box for. And I don't, I don't see that being a problem. Raiden Blade drops several super chats of five pounds each, and the first one says, "No three billion. Uh, no, no three billion is nothing to a uh, to ABK uh, their shareholders." want that 70 billion if sie clause uh this causes this to fail abk will never renew any contracts with sie going forward and what he's talking about is there is a um a stipulation that if microsoft fails to get get this deal done they have to pay activision blizzard king three billion Mm dollars uh and i don't think that that's what they want the shareholders want um, that $30 hike in price, so they're paying $95 per share. Right now their shares are under 70 um, and they want that $70 billion. Uh, his second one says, this is why SIE uh should take the deal, which of course is that extended deal to through 2027, because Call of Duty will stay on PlayStation. Now, if it fails, ABK will sign a contract with Xbox to do do, do day and date uh, release in game pass. And yeah, we talked about that last night on Primetime Gaming, Ah, uh, it almost seems counteractive what what Sony is doing because if they do if they do are, if they are responsible for uh, for uh, tanking this deal, Activision will never probably work with them again. Ah, uh, that is for sure. Ah, uh, Scott Gamer Dude drops an additional five dollars Hey, Boom! Just a question: Do you remember Turbo Graphics console? Oh my God! I I had the PC Engine first because I used to import from Japan and I had played Dracula X on it and it blew, changed my gaming life forever. Ah uh, yes, I do remember it. He says, Do you remember uh, uh with the TV tuner handheld that used to be the same game cartridges as the home unit bonk? Yeah, bonk for the win. I love Bonk. Bonk was great. And yes, my brother, Neo Mental, actually had the handheld. And yes, you just put the cartridges right in. It was super ahead of its time. Um, we also have Paul drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says, uh, do you think Xbox would agree to a concession that Call of Duty will not be able to be in Game Pass? No, I absolutely not. I think they will go to court on that and they will win. Uh, it's their streaming service. It's their seventy billion dollar investment, and Sony has effing nerve to suggest that they can't put it into their own service when Sony is been the market leader and has done these terror tactic like um, situations throughout their entire twenty year. 20 plus year as market leader where there are developers and publishers that are afraid not to put games on Sony's platform because of repercussions that Sony will do. Sony, Sony's the bad guy here, folks. End of story. In this story, Sony is the bad guy and they are afraid that they're going to lose that seat at the top of their evil empire. And Microsoft is the, 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 the plucky, little superhero that's going to come and save the day. And I think I I can't wait to see uh, a market change lead because what it's going to force Sony to do is be weird, do things different and actually have to compete and not use these bully esque tactics that they have been using for years. But Miles, brother, thank you so much for hanging out with me for almost 90 minutes. I super appreciate uh, what you had to say. Uh, love that you took the time to be here. Please sell your brand, brother. Talk about Windows Central Gaming. Talk about Chatter Days every Saturday. And uh what else you got going on, brother? And where can people reach out to you on social media?
1: Boom! Appreciate you, man. Appreciate all the people hanging out, joining us, talking about video games. Like like I said, I know some people are sick of the uh Activision Blizzard King acquisition. Uh, I, I'm a little bit with you. I'm looking forward to the deal <laughs> being done. We've gotten some juicy drama. We've gotten some juicy statements that we would never get otherwise, which has been interesting. But again, I appreciate everyone trying to stay level-headed, being nice to each other online. Um, and yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find what I'm working on over at WindowsCentral.com or YouTube.com slash Windows Central Gaming. But mostly, if you want to talk to me, just follow me on Twitter at MilesDompierre. Um, I'm always on there. I'm on Twitter too much. Always trying to make it a point to talk to people. So if you reach out, I generally will hit you back as long as you're not miserable about it. And that's going to be it for me. If you want to check out Xbox Chatterdays, that is my live podcast that is live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. This week, I will be joined by Rebecca Valentine of IGN. Stoked about nice. that. Very nice. And um, that's it. That's it nice. for me. Well, Raiden
0: Blade drops additional two two pounds. Super ten says you can honor the deal or buy out, buy buy it out. Call of Duty for Game Pass. That's true. We also have gamer by choice. He says he. Uh, uh, I think Hogue said that he's now currently at sixty five thirty five after his six plus hour show yesterday. Miles, Woo. yeah, yeah, he, was, he did a six hour live stream. Holy Good crap, that's crazy. Uh, and he says, uh, uh Treybone four oh eight says I can't believe the CMA wants to hear from fanboys laughing my ass off yeah it's it's listen I I, I don't I don't know what wh- where this is going to go but I think that all the evidence and that's what that's the important uh, talking point here Microsoft has provided clear and concise evidence as to why this deal is not going to be anti-consumer they're going to be offering it. it right now Microsoft has is, is the one publisher that has made gaming affordable for everyone. Uh, And when the family plan launches, Miles, it's going to allow for up to five people to pay as low as $5 a month to be a part of the conversation. That's hard to argue, man. That's hard to argue that they're not putting – they're not being consumer-facing when Sony is not. Sony is not doing – Sony is doing literally the opposite of everything Microsoft is doing. And again, I still feel feel that this deal goes through. But once again, ladies and gentlemen – Thank you so much for being here today. We certainly appreciate you taking the time to hang out. We had over 530 people here, which is amazing. Please, if you're not subscribed to the channel, consider subscribing. And uh, uh, Danny Passion Official drops an additional $5 and says, uh, Oh, I meant I just sold my PlayStation 5, uh, my 490, uh, his, his, well, his, his, his graphics card, the 4090, is on the way. Listen, good for you, brother. If you if you had to sell your PlayStation 5 to get it and PS5 wasn't doing it for you, then you made the right choice. But uh, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my father taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have. An awesome day, so take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live.